Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Welcome and greetings and welcome on board On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I portray a bad liberal on the radio and across from me is the genius and brilliant Joe McGranahan. Who will carry the program on his back as usual. Somebody sent us a note and said, all Republicans lie. Well, there, <laughs> there is, it is your right. proof. Okay. You got it right off the bat. Perfect. All right. Yeah, I, I love it. You know, if people want to comment on Facebook and they say they don't, uh, uh, they... They think, you know, they don't like some Democrats or they don't like some Republicans. But th- then they ruin it when they say all Republicans lie or all Democrats well, lie. All you have to do every morning is turn on Morning Joe and Mika Brzezinski will be happy to, oh, tell, you be happy to tell you what that. horrible people Republicans are. All right. Well, we Liars, invi- insurrectionists, cheats. In, in addition to Ins- our... Actually, she called us insane this morning. <laughs> Republicans. <laughs> all right. Well, we have the perfect man to bounce... So much for the public discourse. To bounce that <laughs> off of on the line with us, huh? Right now on On the Mark, David Jolly's on the line, former Republican U.S. congressman. Uh, We see him writing and commentating. And just in the Washington Post not too long ago, former Republican congressman from Florida has uh, strong ties to Snyder County and is uh, still executive chairman of Serve America Movement. So we'll talk about what that movement is. And he and Christine Todd Whitman and Andrew Yang would like to get the forward party started, so so to speak. Uh, David, thank you so much for calling in today. Yes, thank you. It's great to be with you guys. I appreciate it. How appropriate that someone would send us a note that say all Republicans lie, and then we get you on the phone. Do you, do you lie all the time, or are you still a Republican? Well, let me, listen, I, let's fast forward very quickly here. I've been involved in the independent space for about five years. I left the party in 2018, and I do a lot of political consulting. I'm involved in a lot of races. And the theme is true. Look, on the left and the right, I know you guys get to joke and laugh about it, but we're told by our politicians on both sides that I'm going to go to Washington and fight, 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 fight. I'm going to fight the other side. I'm going to fight the other side. And, you know, that works for some people, but it doesn't work for people like me. And in the independent space, what you find is a lot of people that just want the government to work. They want the, the, the people to get along, give voice to the most number of people, make some hard decisions along the way. But we don't need to be wired to go fight. Our politicians keep telling us we're fighting. It's a pretty dangerous narrative they're they're feeding us. So I'm glad we can laugh about it, but it's real. There's something real underneath that surface. Well, almost, and it almost. bubbles up into violence right. sometimes. January 6th is just one example, but we have individual pockets of violence all over the country. I like that when you said violism. I think that's one of the violism, things we do. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a political party. You don't like isms anyway, Joe. So well, that's yeah, but you bad. know, seriously, we have in this country the inability to get along with each other. Disagreements of opinion become personal, and that's what always drives me nuts. I've got like 50 years in municipal government, and the thing I like about it is it seldom gets personal. But on the federal level, and even on the state level, it seems to get very, very personal, and we can't disagree without someone without demonizing them. Right. 
Well, you know what has happened, and this gets very academic. We don't need to waste time on it. But basically, in the last 30 years, the emergence of three significant significant trends. Big data, right, the ability to data target households and voters through supercomputing that we didn't have before. Big media, the ability to get your information wherever you want and tailored just to your opinions. And then big money, when the Supreme Court basically said, we're just going to let unlimited money into politics. What happened is the parties realized we can create a system that allows us to cater only to our most informed and and most energetic voters within our party. And so you have states with closed primaries where 10 to 15 percent of the state is deciding who goes to the state capitol or who goes to Washington. And as a result, the reward, we don't even have to speak about it with criticism, let's just acknowledge the incentive for our members of Congress, for instance, is to cater only to their most ardent base on the left or the right. Because that's where they get reelected. They don't get reelected among the broader community. That's not the way the rules are now written. So we're going to see that behavior, right? Because if they only have to get reelected by the most ardent 15% of their community that agrees with their politics, well, then you bet. They're going to stand up there, and they're going to vilify uh, the other 85% of their community, and they're going to get rewarded for it. That, that's the absurdity of the whole process. How far lost are we? Is our republic going to withstand this division and this uh, fight? Look, I I believe in the strength of America. I'm an optimist. I'm Pollyanna about this. I also do think history is ringing an alarm bell for us right now. And without without taking any sides, I'm sure there are strong feelings on both sides of this. But I think we got a glimpse this week at just how close we are to a tinderbox when the FBI went to Mar-a-Lago Donald Trump, to his credit, notwithstanding the very first statement he released saying, I've been raided, but he has stayed quiet. This has not been a January 6th moment. He's not issued a call to arms that this is a moment for choosing. But I, I, I'm afraid, particularly given the other investigations into the former president, the one in Georgia, certainly January 6th and so forth, I think if the former president ends up uh, under some type of indictment or or judicial accountability, if, if he were to issue a call, I do worry that the fate of our republic could be on the line in 2024. If he were to say, I'm running again in 24, this is the moment, it's us against the state. I, I don't know, to, to Joe's point about how, how torn we are now, I don't know that as a, as a community we survive the neighbor versus neighbor environment going into 2024. I worry about that. I'm an optimist. I think I know we're strong enough to get through it, but that's a choice we have to make to get through it. Well, how much of this division would you lay at Donald Trump's doorstep? Well, I, I think a lot goes to his leadership tone, and and some of it I would put direct fault, and some of it is just an environment created by the leadership tone. So, look, leaders, you could look at the a Jeb Bush leadership tone and say, ah, it's boring, it puts me to sleep. That was certainly Donald Trump's position. We don't want that. Donald Trump ran on something very different. He said, I'm angry. You should be angry. Your way of life is changing. It's being taken from you. Come with me. I'm going to essentially tear down the credibility of the institutions that that you believe in because they've been getting it wrong. Now, look, I, I one of the one of the greatest pearls of wisdom I got during the Trump years was from a cab driver in D.C. who said, <laughs> I voted for Donald Trump. 
because I knew he was going to blow everything up. Now, I don't think he's smart enough to rebuild it. Somebody else can rebuild it, but we needed somebody to blow it up. So I, I do think Donald Trump, that was his message. That was his agenda, was to blow it up, and, and he did it. Um, we're dealing with kind of the, the ashes from that. So, uh, look, at, at the end of the day, we have the leaders we elect. We are responsible as a country for our own destiny. We don't have to go in the direction that leaders ask us to go in. We've chosen to. So ultimately, the responsibility for the fate of our, the country is on each of us, not on a single leader. Tell us how the forward party works. It's a new unifying political party. You're involved in it, along with some other folks. Tell us about that. I am. So the Forward Party is a political party looking to gain legal recognition in all 50 states. The states make it very hard. We'll be recognized in 15 states this year. We have a political committee actually in Pennsylvania. It's been operating for about a year. And the idea is this. We know the market demand is there. Forty percent of the country, when they register to vote, say, I'm not an R or a D. I can't see myself in those parties. And the mistake we often make is that 40 percent of America is all moderate. And so we say, well, let's have a centrist party. It's actually false. It's not. That, that's 40%. Some are left, some are right. Some, like myself, are all over the spectrum, right? I, I'm for lower taxes, smaller government, less regulation. Republicans say that's great. But my view on some other issues are out of step with the valley on, on guns and equality and climate. So Democrats would say, well, come over here and exercise those three things, but don't exercise your, your lower taxes and smaller government politics. What Ford has done is said, you know what, come as you are. Whatever your ideas are, we want to celebrate independent thought. We want to celebrate solutions. We want to celebrate the whole idea of working together as a country. And it's really taken off. Um, it is not a party that people are used to. Most people think of a party as a top-down, you have to believe these three things. That's not what the Forward Party is. The Forward Party says, let's come together around the basic shared principles of economic opportunity, personal freedom, and defense of democracy. And that might look different in Boston than it does in Birmingham and different in Sealands Grove than it does in Miami. But if we all agree on those shared principles, let's move forward together. We are focused on local races. This is not about running a president in 24, though in 28 perhaps we'd be big enough to do so. But we're focused on local and state races. We've had some success, and I think we're going to have a lot more going into the next election cycle. You remind me of uh, the late Will Rogers' comment that I don't belong to any organized political party. I'm a Democrat. I mean, you're making it sound like <laughs> you're making it sound like a very disorganized party where everybody kind of goes his own way. And my thought on this is okay, as long as it, even if it disagrees with your thought. But how do you run a campaign like that, uh, where somebody has sure. maybe they support abortion, but they're opposed to gun rights? You know, it would, right. It would be awfully so, confusing for people, I would think. Well, it's not confusing because what it does is it invests that that right of opinion into the candidate within their community. So the ultimate affirmation or rejection is between the candidate and the voter, which is how it should be. I mean, consider what happens with the two major parties today. They write a platform at the national level, and they say, everybody has to believe this. Right. And then they start out every two years in, in a cycle saying, the Republicans say, you know what, 
we're going to write off all of the urban corridors on the on the left and right coast because they don't agree with us. We're just going to ignore them. And if we win, we get to ignore them for four years. The Democrats say we're going to ignore flyover country because those conservatives have it all wrong. And if we win, we get to ignore them for four years. Why don't we actually create a party that says, you know what, there are really great opinions and great people in the Valley. And there are also great people in Manhattan. And there are great people in Mobile, Alabama and Seattle, Washington. Why don't we try to give voice to everybody, to one America? And, and that means letting people in Birmingham, candidates, candidates, represent Birmingham's values. And let's let Boston candidates represent Boston values. And that is a very basic a pluralistic idea upon which the country and the Congress was founded. Our parties have perverted that. And they've said, you either believe what we tell you to believe or you're wrong and you're not welcome in this country. And, and that leads to this opening conversation. That leads to the antagonism, neighbor versus neighbor. That leads to the idea that we have to fight each other because we have to defeat the other side. I just think it's wrong. And I'm, look, when I left the Republican Party, people said, why didn't you become a Democrat? The reason why is because the Democrats crush independent thought just as much as Republicans do. I actually want to be able to exercise my own opinion, not the opinion of some organized political party that says they're right and I just have to listen to them. But if I believe that abortion is a sin and that I can't support anybody who favors abortion, and uh, on the other hand, I'm very much opposed to any limitation on gun rights, you know, and yet how are you going to vote for me if you disagree with me on either of those issues? Well, the question would be, do you represent that your community with fidelity? And based on my my view of the politics of the Valley, you probably do. And so you would be elevated. You you would be a candidate that they, that would be elevated by your community, not because of the forward party label, but because of your values represent your community's values. Now, let's say some progressive in San Francisco gets gets elected on the opposite, and the two of you end up in Congress. Now, the job of the, you two is to work that out. That's the way the system's supposed to function. <laughs> Not to just ignore each other, but to actually make it work. Hey, if we could work those things out, we'd be in good shape right now. Well, now, skeptics, say, exactly this, right. skeptics say this will never work. Can't have a third party. We, tr- we tried it. You know, John Anderson was there and Ross Perot. Don't forget the Bull Moose right, Party. Bull, yeah. Okay, thank you. Right, third parties don't work. But uh, you and a- Andrew Yang, who was um, you know, just a super candidate last time yep. in the 20, back in 2016, and uh, Christine Todd Whitman, you know, a tremendous amount of respect, say, no, it can work, it will work, we're pushing for it, we're going to make this happen. How can we make this happen? Yeah. So let me tell you, since we've announced we have a new sign-up every 34 seconds, the, the demand is there. Here's, the, here's a very important thing, and I, I love the context of your question. Most people were wired to think that an independent candidate for president means a third party and vice versa. They're completely unrelated. So the John Anderson, Ross Perot, Howard Schultz examples, those are platforms that said we're going to run a centrist for president of the United States and win. That's not the forward party. The forward party is actually building a durable, viable, credible new party. And that is a totally different problem set. Getting legal recognition of a political party in 15 states this year, for example. And there are, are you ready for this? There are 500,000 elected offices in the United States. Do the math. There's less than 1,000 at the federal level. Of those 500,000 elected offices, 70% are uncontested. They're just written off. 
Mm. And we actually we elected the mayor of Newtown, Connecticut, for instance, last year, on uh, on the idea of let's just there's no Republican or Democratic way to fill a pothole. Let's have let's have a, a town policy that just gets things done. That's where we're focused. Legally, the 50 states would not allow us as a forward party to run a presidential candidate uh, in 2024. They make that way too hard, and that's just not going to be our focus. Well, we'll give you the last word. Anything important to add that you feel would be very germane to your conversation here in central Pennsylvania? David, we really appreciate it. Go right ahead. Well, I would say this. Um, for many people, the Republican and Democratic parties provide a good home if ideology is what informs your politics. But if you're intrigued by the idea of a party that tr- just tries to advance the entire region, the entire state, give the forward party a look. Uh, my wife has deep roots here. I've fallen in love with the Valley. I enjoy being a, a neighbor for a good part of the year, and I appreciate being on this morning. David, one of our good listeners, sends a note with uh, with a big smiley face on the text. It says, oh, great, now all forward party members are liars. So, <laughs> so you made the big time. Touche. <laughs> you made the big time. Thank you so much yeah. for your information and your help and your analysis and for all you're doing. A ter- tremendous amount of good luck. And stay in touch, and, and we'll get in touch with the forward party of PA group and make sure they get a mic here, too, as hate well. hate to be a skeptic, yeah, but right. the name does Don Quixote comes to mind. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good luck. Thank you so much, David. Thank you, guys. Take really care. Appreciate it. it. David Jolly. Strong ties to Snyder County, former Republican U.S. Congressman from Florida, has uh, dabbled in uh, running for elected office down there as well. Uh, executive chairman of the Serve America movement, which kind of popped up and uh, then kind of disappeared, but he's a political analyst, and you see him on TV a lot, and had a podcast going. I wouldn't say I've listened to it in a while, but uh, that was going for a while. Well, it's, it's an interesting idea. You know, I, I, I do think it's kind of tilting at windmills because we're so programmed to want to support our wedge issues. You know, the political parties have done so much to drive a, a big, fat wedge between us on issues to gain their own political strength. I don't know how you overcome that. Well, we all, both of us, both parties, everybody likes to think small. You know, we think <laughs> the world is only as big as, as we can see it in front of us. And uh, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, if we look at what's going on in Washington, D.C., think big. You know, what if we had great government? We always on Friday have John Shipman here. He talks about convention of states would actually help our government to function. Or when Ben is here talking about the the idea that if we could just hold on to some normal Republican ideals or normal Democratic ideals of you know trying to super serve people. So and your reach point out being the other four days that I'm here, I'm thinking small. Well, no, you you bring context <laughs> to every every discussion that we have. But these are things that they sort of advocate for on a regular basis. I don't think you bring a. a a certain advocacy other I than advocate common sense. for good government. You know, I think right. what David Jolly is proposing is fine, but it could also be achieved by having people of integrity who will not just cow to the political parties run for office. Well, we have that. We had them in 2016 running for president, and they all got ousted by uh, the 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 most verbose in the room. And we that was ha- the public's choice. Isn't that exactly what Mr. Jolly just argued? Right. For? Yep. We, we get the bad government we want. Yep. We, we are ultimately. 
at fault. There's no argument there. We can blame the Democrats or Republicans, but every single one of them required our votes. Hagar the Great, I met the enemy, and he are us. (laughs) There you go. That's right. (laughs) He be me is the way that we say it in Sunbury. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll have time for a quickie comment related to the remarks of David Jolly. The forward party getting started in Pennsylvania already existing and has a few elected leaders around the U.S. Uh, Washington Post just had a, a commentary, I would call it, an article from, uh, authored by David Jolly, but talking about he and Andrew Yang and Christine Todd Whitman and their their hope for an America that is uh, a little bit more productive on all sides. So to be continued, we'd love to hear from you on this topic. How bad can the forward party be? How good could we have it if we had smart leadership? And if you don't like that, let's get into Donald Trump taking the fifth. All right. one 800 <laughs> yeah, who He said they had a, play, a tape of him the other day on Fox that the fifth is just for mobsters. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I guess we know where he stands. Right. one 800 We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, you can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Lynn Hall's our producer today. So keep her busy. Call her up. Tell her uh, she's doing a fabulous job, because that is the truth. And we'll just call her up and yell at her. Tell her to put us Put, her, put, me, put me on the air. I want to be. I want Tell to her all Democrats lie. <laughs> lie right? All Republicans are, which I don't know what her political party is. So. I don't either. But our friend E.B., well, she's a historian, as I am. so She's probably a Republican. She knows how this country was founded. All right. E.B. says, <laughs> during a deposition with the New York Attorney General yesterday, Trump took the Fifth Amendment 400 times. The only question is that he answered is, what is your name? Of course, the orange idiot had long claimed that only guilty people take the Fifth, so we should take this as proof that he's guilty of sin, which we all knew anyway. But what I really want to talk about is the conservative response to the execution of a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. Many Republican politicians, including American Taliban member Marjorie Taylor Greene, want to defund the FBI. Conservative lawmakers are criticizing the FBI, and on the very far reaches of the already extremist Republican Party, there have been calls for civil war. Our own Fred Keller is among those displeased with the FBI simply because they're doing their job. Gee, I was always told by conservatives that they always back the blue. It seems more like a case of turn your back on the blue when they start investigating 
Representing Trump, though, when it comes to looking into dear leaders' purported crimes, the Blues suddenly become the bad guys. Conservative hypocrisy never ends. Yeah, I think uh, Republicans lost their uh, blue backing card when they beat the crap out of them on January 6th. Oh, they so didn't beat the crap out of them. <laughs> they didn't? Oh. There were some did, people did I see injured. Video? No, but you know, you make it sound like every Republican is out with a club mean to harm a cop. 150 police officers injured by Trump supporters? And how many That's Trump supporters? How many Trump supporters didn't injure them? That That's an endorsement of law enforcement. How many didn't hurt any law enforcement people? You know, you're like it's like saying the Antifa people in Portland are good citizens. You know, they're bad people on the Democratic <laughs> left wing side. They're, they're hard on windows. People. They're bad people on the right wing side. But that doesn't mean that everybody who's left and everybody who's right is bad. Look, Joe. Obviously, I know what you're saying is true. That most are. I'm just saying you used to claim the the moral high ground that, uh, you know, Republicans are law for law enforcement. Yes, as long as they're at the end of a flagpole <laughs> and you're jabbing it at them, then they're for them. I'm just oh, saying you, you, boy, you lost, you lost your moral high ground, that's all. Dan, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, Mr. Jolly there, don't mention the fact that we, the people that voted for Trump, we were, he was following us and we were Tea Party people. We believed the Tea Party was doing. They were forming groups because of what we believed. The bottom up. They didn't tell me what to believe. I already believed most of what they were saying. So they were simply seeing an opportunity, and and we joined in. We agreed that the bottom people were losing every year. We were losing with the establishment Republicans and with the establishment Democrats. We were going backwards. The first time in my life I really felt I was gaining was once President Trump got in. My Everything got better for me. Gas prices respect for America and and other countries feared China was feared what Trump might do Dan. so we were going up now Dan. we're going backwards <laughs> back Dan you're going to have to hold on we'll call back Dan bye I'll call back if, All right. if, if, if nobody else calls yeah good points all in stand up stand yeah. by stand by and whatever what that was Trump said to the proud boys you're listening stand down and stand, stand by. by no okay. not stand down stand by you're listening to WKOK Sunbury News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We're going to enjoy open phones this hour. We had David Jolly, the former Republican congressman, on the line from our previous segment. He talked about starting up the future party with Christine Todd Whitman and Andrew Yang. A lot of Andrew Yang had a lot of followers in the uh, 
2016 presidential primaries, but of course didn't make the cut. But uh, and that led to President Trump. And one of our previous callers, Dan, talked about the fact that President Trump was a product of a demand for a different kind of candidate to step up, and not so much a symptom of it, or didn't create the demand, but the demand was already there. And I think that's sort of what um, uh, Congressman Jolly said that uh, President Trump wasn't a uh, creator of a need for change or deep vitriol with between the parties. He was a symptom of it, and that's why he rose to the top. What's your reaction to that, and do we have a path forward? Is our republic going to crumble with unless we get our act together, or is this just going to be the way we're going to be for the centuries ahead, you know, wasting our time screaming at each other and name-calling and so on? I hate to tell you, but it's not entirely different from how this country has been for 200 and some years. Right. Yeah, we used to have duels. Right. You want to ch- I challenge you to a duel. Right, right. absolutely. I, I demand saw, satisfaction. I, I saw Hamilton. I know how that goes. So, <laughs> all right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Weigh in on this topic, this deep division. In the weeks ahead, we're going to talk to the head of the Open Discourse Coalition up in Lewisburg. And the nation's division is part of their mission statement to, to draw that together. But they also are concerned about the wokeism and liberalism and uh, uh, what do you call it when you don't want to hear any opposing viewpoints on campuses, so cancel culture. So uh, they're going to talk about that. So this is all related to making our republic even better and better and better if we can somehow manage it. Call us now, one 800 795 You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. On the Market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, which stands for selling more cars or satisfying more customers, but it also can can stand for help wanted under these circumstances. They're looking for about a half a dozen employees who could take some entry-level positions. They are experienced technicians wanted, too. They need folks in the quick lane, the car and light truck service, the heavy truck service, body frame and alignment, and towing departments. Whether you're an experienced technician or an entry-level technician looking for your first job, the Sunbury Motor Company could be of interest to you. They would love to chat with you. SunburyMotors.com, the place to go. If you need a new Ford, Hyundai, or Kia, they definitely have a line of vehicles coming in these days. A new truck comes in there every day. Still don't have enough. Still got a waiting period. Still waiting for the lightnings to come in. But uh, they have quite a few vehicles there that are available. And they got some used cars, too. So they would love to do business with you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Family-owned dealership since 1915 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15. Hummelsworth for the Kia dealership. Brief news headlines. Although new COVID-19 daily case counts may have plateaued, more than 100 more people throughout the Commonwealth were admitted to hospitals for treatment of the disease. State Department of Health's weekly update shows about 1,300 people hospitalized in Pennsylvania. Uh, here in the Valley, COVID-19 numbers are down slightly, so that's good news. Deaths are up. Three deaths around here in the past week or so. Federal Bureau of Prisons and Sealands Grove Center and Danville State Hospital say uh, they have additional numbers of cases there lately. Governor Wolf administration saying if you're headed to schools, you got to be immunized. Uh, they're reminding parents. The Departments of Education, Health, Human Services, and Insurance say keeping kids immunized on schedule is the best way for them, their family, and peers to stay healthy. Dr. Denise Johnson, Acting Secretary of Health and Physician General, discusses the importance of vaccination. When you're up to date with your vaccines, they not only 
only protect you, but they also protect other children. They protect families, and they also protect those who have an immune system that makes them more vulnerable. Most insurance plans, Medicaid and the CHIP program, are required to cover school vaccinations and well-child visits at no cost. Tori Gates, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Pennsylvania Capital Stars reporting a long-anticipated health study commissioned by the Pennsylvania environmental officials examined the practice of spreading fracking wastewater from conventional and non-conventional drilling on thousands of miles of rural dirt roads in the state. Researchers concluded the practice doesn't control dust effectively and does pose dangers to the environment and human health. State Department of Environmental Protection has not yet acted on the findings, but says the study's impact will be immediate, large, and intense. Currently, uh, frackers are able to place their wastewater evenly distributed among the state's dirt roads where approved for that purpose. And almost half of America's teens are on social media almost constantly. Your kid isn't the only one with their face buried in a phone. A new Pew Research study found that almost half of American teens admit they are on social media almost constantly. 13 to 17-year-old eyeballs are typically glued to YouTube and TikTok the most, and Facebook is mostly for older folks now. Less than a third of teens say they're ever on it compared to 71% back in 2015. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Al, thanks for waiting a short time. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, There's 87,000 new jobs at the IRS, and one of the job qualifications is you got to be willing to carry a gun and use deadly force if needed. What? Yeah. That's the way it's advertised. And uh, For I got my application in. <laughs> no, that's that's true. That's that's what's going on here. And then comes the marching guys after that. If they don't get you, the next ones will. The marching guys? The yeah, military, what were mean? they called in uh, the Army? Back in the day, a Hitler. Gestapo? First, first came the, the SS? First came the, then the next guys, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't remember anybody ever being hated by the establishment as much as President Trump is and was and continues to be. I don't remember anybody being hated by the upper establishment, and I call them the rhinos, and, you know, the just the, everybody in Washington seems to hate him. But don't you think? I mean, that, yeah, the, the terrible vote he got there. What was it? Like one percent of the people voted for him in Washington, or five at the most. About the capital, Washington D.C., but it's a heavily Democratic yeah. city. Yeah, but I, that's a, that shows a lot of hatred. I mean, to be <laughs> so over ninety percent of the people in that. Everybody, I, vote everybody against, I vote against, I hate. Is that what you're telling me? That that's a prerequisite? Well, no, no. But I mean, now you know what I'm coming from. That is just a proof of how much he's despised. But don't you think he okay, adds to that himself? I mean, like now he said, he said that only guilty people take the Fifth Amendment. He took it four hundred times yesterday. Don't you well, think he creates his own problems? You know, you know, that was in the past. He said that. You know, are you going to be judged by everything you did in your past? Yeah, well, I mean, you want to judge the Democrats by the things they did in their past. We bring up the stuff they did all the time. So, yeah, you are a product of your past. I mean, you, yeah, you can learn to cope with it, but you can't ignore it completely. 
there's things that change your mind about the things you thought in the past. So, in other words, when he you said become that, enlightened. did you think he's going back to apologize to all the people he called criminals for taking the Fifth Amendment? I didn't hear his apology mobsters, yesterday. Mobsters. Mobsters. He doesn't do much of the apology. Yeah, yeah, not right. good my, my main question is, who, who else was hated this much or despised this much? In history, well, Abraham Joe, Lincoln. Well, Joe Biden is pretty much hated. I mean, I saw right there, and he's he's in he's on that level with me. He's you, on the same level of Abraham Lincoln right now. With you, me. you you go back and look at Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War and the way he was treated by the Democratic press and the way he was treated by you exactly. know exactly. Um, they called him the original ape. Uh, they had horrible names for President Lincoln. Then a suddenly he was a killed. Very pretty person either, so they were making fun of something he could never do anything about. Well, that's why they called uh, him the original ape. Yeah, and uh, but then there was another guy two thousand years ago that was hated that much too. Um, and it just you know it history will tell what he did is awaken a nation again. And this nation is in big trouble. Like I told you, there's a moral decay, and it's just keeping on going and keeping on going. And now that we can see it, it's been exposed to us, I hope we can do something about it. Um, Because the FBI really should not be going after a president that, you know, who steals like top that. secret? I mean, it, it's just on. So, is he above the law? Is President Trump above the law? No, but we've never done anything like that before. So, not, what, not to any of our presidents. Well, maybe none of our presidents have stolen documents like that before. Top he gave tokens. fifteen boxes back. Well, that doesn't mean there weren't twenty-five. You're right, but he kept thirty. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. I mean, it was being worked on, but to go in with. Uh, and have machine guns on the outside. They it, didn't it, have machine guns. It's not a good look. They didn't have machine guns. They did not have machine guns. They didn't have machine guns. Standard Alan, issue yes, rifles. They did. I, well, whatever they were, they were automatic weapons standing outside. No, the they're semi automatic rifles. The standard issue AR 15 used by law enforcement. Yep, and that's what they did. They stood out there and guarded. They made the lawyer well, leave the house. They wanted to turn. I hate to off. tell you this, They wanted Al. them to turn off their cameras. Al. They went through, yeah. <laughs> Bone up on police procedure. That's standard operating procedure for protecting officers. No, it is not. Okay. It is not. Suit yourself. Okay. And, All right. and they go through Bonnie, Monica's, uh, not Monica, uh, his wife's closet. They went through his wife's closet also. Did he have stuff hidden in there? Don't know, do you? Okay, we got you. You'll never know. Well, they were acting, the word this morning is they were acting on someone's tip from inside the Trump residence who said that they told them the FBI that there were documents there. All right, we got to hit the road, Al. Thank you so, so much for calling in, okay. though. Very Take much care, appreciate it. All right, Jim, last caller before a quickie break. We haven't heard from you in a while, so it's okay. glad to hear from you again. Um, well, first of all, um, there's a, a guy by the name of Dan Hawk who's going to run as a Democrat write-in. Uh, he thinks the Green New Deal is the best thing since sliced bread, and that coal should just go away. Wait, wait, wait. Um, where, which district? Uh, 107. Oh, Ryan Mock. Ryan Mock. Yep. Yeah, we talked to him. Mock, yeah. Talked about yeah. him. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, uh, as far as this, uh, the, uh, the other part of this is they took Perry's phone. Since when did we start taking members of Congress's phone? Wouldn't that be interesting if, uh, you know, turn about a fair play. 
So, I mean, all this stuff could happen to the Dems, and uh, they will not appreciate it. Now, is not Scott Perry under criminal investigation because of things associated with this, uh, the fake electors and the attorney general uh, swaparama they wanted to do? Swap around. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not actually sure. I, right. Well, uh, bone up on uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the bottom line is that the, uh, that's not the way government works. Uh, normally, it's not supposed to be like, "Hey, uh, we don't like you. We're going to prosecute you and persecute you as much as we want." The last time I checked, the FBI isn't a branch of government. It's a law enforcement agency. But no, I but it is. It's part of the Justice Department. Right. Yeah, part of yeah, yeah. I want, but uh, has been put aside. Anyway, um, I did have my first meeting um, Tuesday night, and I did want to send you the report that finally showed up in today's paper because of the uh, the time they print the paper. But I couldn't figure out where do I send it to. What's your email address? On the mark at wkok dot com. Okay. All right. Yeah, get it, it wasn't well attended, but uh, we've made a start, and uh, we got an article in the paper, and that's what matters. Gotcha. All right. Thank you so much, Jim. Have a good day. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Uh, Jim works with the Joanne Stair campaign, the oh, Republican okay. person who uh, is on the ballot for the nomination or for the uh, 107th District State House. She's, she's it's not a certainty, but she has everything where it needs to be to be the next 107th District State House member. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the open phone. Call us now. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I think some folks are getting snookered here. Somebody sent us a picture of it. It says this was on the uh, .gov website for the IRS until yesterday. Now it's been removed. If you're going to be one of these 80,000 people working for the IRS, you have to be to maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job, carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary, be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. Come on, people. You're being snookered. All right. Well, it says only some IRS employees who work on criminal investigations carry firearms as part of their work. Right. Not the division everybody. of the IRS called Criminal Investigation Services as the agency's law enforcement branch. Oh, brother. Come on, folks. Work with us here. Uh, one of our good listeners says, did you see the short interview when President Biden got off the helicopter on his way to Kentucky to see the floods? He does not know where he is or what he is doing. I think it's a shame to think his wife should be ashamed of herself, but these people are just in it for the power. 
says one of our listeners. See, this is what David Jolly talked about, this idea that, you know, we're so far gone that um, we just hate the other side. 1-800-795-9565. We would love to hear from you. Dick, thanks for calling in and for waiting a short time. You're on the mark. Well, I enjoyed the uh, co- the comments by the uh, Congress. Was it representative of the of the forward party? Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of kind of agree with a lot a lot of what he said. First of all, and I know you know this. There's a, there's a, a lot of people in this country that are registered independent. They're not they're not for either party. They maybe have ide- uh, views and ideals of both parties. And I think that's what's going to hurt Mastriano this year is there's more Democrats than Republicans registered in this state. Now you're going to get the independents to vote. And he's, not going, to, he's going to lose a lot of the women's votes. That's just the way, that's the way it's going to happen with the, his stance on abortion because he's, he's pretty inflexible. In fact, he, doesn't, he shows no flexibility, and I'm sure a lot of people are not going to like that. And the other thing, you know, I'll, I'll close on this one, but you say the IRS has to a certain standard of fitness. Oh well, that's right. a fake uh, ad. That's not. Oh, real. I was going to say, all you have to get your uh, ask your doctor to swear that he loves looking at your body and how <laughs> fit you are. And that's that was the it, most idiotic thing I've ever heard when Trump said that his his doctor enjoyed lo- loved looking at his body. I don't. And, and <laughs> I'm going to tell you this: if you had a daughter that went to the doctor and came home and and, and your daughter said, my doctor said my he lo- he loves looking at my body, you'd have you'd have him up on charges. <laughs> And, right. and that is true. That it actually happened. I mean, you can Twitter it, listen to him say it verbally. Not it's not something that you just read. I just can't believe anybody would say something that stupid. I must have missed that. When did he do that? He's over the weekend. He you can you can bring it. Just just Google it. My doctor Ronnie Johnson when he was his doctor. He's a congressman. He loved looking at my body. I was the fittest president ever. You know. And I think about the Bushes who were both fighter pilots, and I think about Gerald Ford who was a high school or a college running back in, in college, and I'm thinking, holy crap, so he considers himself the fittest president ever. I'm not telling you he's not fat, but, but his statement was, my doctor loves looking at my body. <laughs> you can, you, no, I'm not making it up. You can, you can Twitter and listen to him say it verbally. It's like a 70s. He, he, that was his statement at CPAC in front of those people, and they enjoyed that. Well, it's Can you imagine anybody saying that, that their doctor actually would say that about them? It's quoted in both Newsweek, of the Daily Beast... The Business Insider, um, New York Times. I mean, you can go, you can you can Google it, you can Twitter it, you can, you just, can just listen to him say it live yeah. and in person. He loved looking. I guess at my, my point being is, if if your if your daughter your daughter came home and your and and she said to you, my doctor just said to me he really enjoys looking at my my, my body. Listen, I'm t- I'm telling you that doctor would be brought up on charges saying something that's stupid. Well, and he said he was the uh, healthiest president that's ever lived. I would yes. dispute that. I think Teddy Roosevelt would have been far stronger. <laughs> you know, and if your and if your callers say, well, he was just joking. Well, who would say something that stupid at a at a meeting like that? A group of people like that. Donald Trump. If, even uh, if you're joking, <laughs> I just can't believe anybody in, that, my, in their right mind would make that statement in any mind. That well, wasn't me. I'm going to my doctor here. I'm going to be going to my doctor in about an hour. And I'll guarantee when I leave there, he's not going to say to the, the to his the girl that my friend, "Boy, I like looking at his body." <laughs> give me your doctor's it's not name. Not going to happen. Hey, give me your doctor's name. I'll call and bribe him to say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, Joe, could you believe anybody would make that statement? No, I can't believe anybody would make that kind of statement. Well, but he did. He did it. You can Twitter it, listen to it. I mean, I just can't, I, I can't believe nobody actually mentioned that this week. And I thought about it. I don't call you from work. I'm not at work right now. Okay. I just, to me, it was the most ignorant. Maybe one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard. And to, to, to make that statement at a group with the CPAC people. 
Like, I mean, they're all his followers. They love what he says, right. but they, Jesus, might he say that? He could say we're going to jump off a cliff, and they'd be like, okay, where is one? Let's go, baby. Well, I must admit, that's about as bizarre a comment as I've ever heard. So. All right, thank you so well, much. Well, it was covered pretty substantially. I didn't hear a lot of news media on, online talking about it. I guess they thought, well, that's so ignorant. Why would I cover that? Well, yeah, it did not get it. CPAC didn't get a lot of coverage because President Trump, in terms of the national news media, minus the criminal investigations, is pretty much an asterisk these days. So. Uh, they, they every Republicans know they got to get somebody who's going to you know be mainstream enough to garner a win. It shouldn't be hard to beat President Biden with a normal Republican, but you're not going to beat him with President Trump. All right, thank you so well, much. Well, as I say, that was that was a statement he made at CPAC, and as I say, I'm sure somebody in your, somebody of his fans will, on, that listen to the show will say, "Well, he didn't mean it, or it's no big deal." What's the hell the big deal about that? Well, you know, if your doctor said that to somebody out there. I just mind-boggling to me. All right. Thank you yeah. so much for calling Anybody. in. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Appreciate your call, Dick. One of our listeners says, President Trump says things like that because he's the worst, most ridiculous salesperson in the world <laughs> and the biggest con man ever to walk the earth. Uh, up uh, the right-hand corner, Joe. Okay. Uh, can you imagine never before in history a former president's home raided? So now the FBI has been known for its raids, but this time we have to call a search warrant, renaming words again. Did you feel the earthquake last night? Our constitutional way of government shook again. I hope you felt it. It's a rumble of an earthquake that you can't see, but when it collapses, you'll know. By, but by then, it will be too late. Be aware and wake up. Another listener says, hooray for President Biden helping the veterans by uh, signing the health care for our military burn pit bill. Great job, President Biden. Thanks, says Bob. And then uh, WRR says, Mark and Joe, there were photos of agents in front of Mar-a-Lago with AR-style weapons. However, upon closer examination of the pictures, you will note the identification on the vest of the agent is Secret Service, not FBI. Facts do matter. Thank you. Yeah, this whole thing, you know, so much speculation about this. So many people say, well, you know, the FBI's and Democrats are now going after the president. No, it's a criminal investigation. It's the serving of a search warrant. It's it's how it works. They are armed when they do this. All right, one of these listeners says, Joe, you're... Let me get this one. Okay. Joe, you're so much with the establishment Republicans. A rhino. Mr. Jolly seems very nice, but all he's going to do is the same thing that Mr. Paul did years ago, take votes away from the Republican Party. Sorry, but he's not going to go forward anywhere. Excuse the pun. Independent. That's the third party. Register as one and you'd be much better off for both parties or just use your write-in vote. All right, Bob. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Oh, I guess I, I, I'm just astounded that your previous caller was part of the um, government that I, 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 it just astounds me. Did he actually hear when Trump was speaking about? It was what? a comedian oh, about the body. It was a, com- it was a comedy skit. Okay. Oh, okay. And to not understand, well, that's the whole problem with everybody that hates Trump. They take everything he said. Because they're not smart enough to understand what he's saying. Number one. He's on another plane. Pardon? He speaks on another plane. He's so smart. Apparently so. Apparently he's way over your head. 
<laughs> well, that's that's a that's a low threshold. But anyway, that's a low bridge to fly yeah, under. That, that, yeah, and I, I just I don't. Did you did you actually read anything about what what they actually were looking for? When they when they did this raid, no, the Justice Department hasn't released it, and President Trump won't release it. So we, we we're sort of in a limbo while the investigation's underway. Well, I'm not sure that Trump has a copy of the. The way I understand it, they didn't. They wouldn't give Trump people the the warrant. They won't give them the supporting documents, but they did give him what they are looking for. Sure, the cover page. Plus, you get a receipt for everything they take. Hey, right. Really? Yes, really. That's the way it works. Yeah, well, I don't think it worked in this situation. <laughs> oh, yeah, doing an illegal search. That's a smart move <laughs> against the president. Yeah. It's a history-making search, and you're going to conduct it illegally. Well, if And if you say well, so, you know more than we do. it was illegal to begin with, number one. But number, you didn't really know what they were looking for because you don't follow up on things. But you know what they were looking for? What their premise was? Tell a letter us. from Kim Jong-ol about wrote on a napkin of what they had for dinner when when Trump visited North Korea. That's what oh. that was their premise. That's the whole that's the linchpin to the whole criminal case about stealing archives. Okay, that makes perfect sense. It's all Sure it does. Yep, that does make sense if you put it that way. All right, we got you Bob. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling yeah, in. Thanks Bob. Appreciate your call as always. Yep. Well, take care. Appreciate that. All right, the napkin, the Kim Jong-un napkin. napkin. That's what we were looking for, the whole thing. All, all those AR-15s <laughs> for nothing, just for the napkin. napkin. Suppose he wiped his mouth on it, crumpled it up, and threw it out. Oh, no, I hope not. <laughs> this has been a very absorbing topic, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. <laughs> yes, indeed. And we have Stan from Danville. Stan, you are on the mark, sir. Good morning. Uh... As far as Trump pleading the fifth, I don't know what he knows or doesn't know or can't answer or can't answer. All I know is he has there's two cases against him right now. One's a criminal case in New York, and the other one's a civil case. I think he was given a deposition in a civil case. So I'm sure his lawyers told him, don't say a word, because if you say something that they, that they may trip you up with, that they can use it against you in the criminal case. But all that is is Letitia James up there in New York who, who ran on it in a campaign that she was going to get Donald Trump. So it seems like a selective prosecution to me when they let all kinds of people out up there, you know, murderers, rapists, robbers, just, you know, turn them loose, no bail. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, you know, partisan witch hunt, again, but maybe uh, time will tell what happens there, Stan, correct? maybe there's a two-tier justice system in the U.S. Did you ever think? Well, guaranteed, that's true. <laughs> I know, I'm just quoting you. Gu- guaranteed, Mark. All you got to do is look at what's going on and what has gone on in the past. You know, you had, you had uh, who was it? Oh, Mr. Holder, the, the attorney general under Obama, who was repeatedly asked uh, before Congress to give a... Uh, you know, the record's up on uh, Fast and Furious, you know, where they left guns go into Mexico where uh, that came back and killed Border Patrol agents, and he refused to do it because he said it's some sort of executive privilege. So they held him in contempt. And what happened? Nothing. He walked. Nothing happened to him. And then you got Lois Lerner, who was targeting the Tea Party groups and, not, and, and doing audits on them. 
And she pleaded the fifth how many times when she was in court or in front of Congress because she didn't want to incriminate herself. What happened to her? But they Nothing. didn't say, but yeah, but Stan, they didn't say that it was only for gangsters, as Trump did. Uh, okay, so Trump's. Trump did what he normally does. Trump's Trump, okay? Everybody <laughs> takes Trump literally when sometimes you just got to read between the lines. But I know some people don't want to do that. They want to take him literally, which is fine. You do what you need to do. Don't care. Trump said what he said. Now he's going to answer for what he said. Well, okay? we take Joe Biden seriously in the when, end, he's, when he's... In the end, the truth will come out. We take Joe Biden seriously when he rambles and makes mistakes. <laughs> Why shouldn't we take Donald well, Trump seriously? Well, yeah, absolutely. We do take him seriously. But most of the time, we don't understand what he is saying when we should be able to take him seriously, correct? Well, I can't disagree, dispute that. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, okay, we'll take him seriously. Then he's rambling on about whatever. You know, whatever. You know, Biden says what he says, and a lot of that stuff, when he reads off teleprompter, he probably has what he's saying because somebody else wrote that. He didn't. But remember, we had zero inflation in July. Although I haven't seen too many prices coming down in the supermarket, maybe none. Well, <laughs> eggs did come down a little bit. I bought some yesterday. They're under three dollars for the store brand, the Giant. The yeah. gas prices come down but a little that's bit. Because but, you the... know, Biden wouldn't take any credit for it going up. But boy, is he taking credit for it coming down? And what has Biden done? The avian flu epidemic is subsiding, and so that's why eggs are going down. Well, I'm sure that's part of it. I mean, certain ones have come down, certain ones haven't. Uh, I, I do keep an eye on that because egg I eat a lot of eggs. are still up. So, <laughs> yeah, they're still up. I mean, I think uh, beginning of this year, they were $1.69 a dozen for large store brand eggs at Giant. Now, right now, they're just under... Just under three, they're two ninety, two ninety something. I think I paid yesterday, so that's over a dollar a dozen within a year, less than a year. So that and, and yeah, they could blame it on the avian flu. I understand that because you know they kill a lot of birds and you know the supply and demand. I understand all that, but you know Biden takes no credit for anything when the prices go up. But boy, when they start coming down, he's all right on it. But as far as zero percent inflation, do you really think so? I know oh, it's how they that. play yes, the numbers game. Well, you know, they calculate that, it all out. Blah, that blah, reflects. Blah, blah. But when you go and start buying stuff and you see the prices, what they are, it hasn't come down. Yeah, who told him to say that? That is a ridiculous statement, 0% inflation, because because <laughs> some prices went down, gasoline and, and poultry. So well, he, he says, oh, yeah, if you average it out, it's zero inflation. It's like, right. why would you say that? People are struggling. Come on, man, you're killing well, us. Well, that's that. Mark, that was in the month of July, not over the whole year, the month of July. Right. See, there's supposedly zero price increase, which I find that to be, now nah, that's a lie, because I, I also buy pineapple juice in the can. It went from a dollar or $2.60-some cents to $2.90-some cents. Wait it's over $3 now for the same size can. Can didn't get any bigger. Where do you, stand on, where do you stand on baked beans, just out of curiosity? Baked beans I don't generally buy too often, so I don't know. I mean, I only buy them a few times a year. So honestly, I don't know. But the stuff that I buy on a regular basis... We got to hit the yep. list. We got to go. Hey. Thank you so Thanks, much, Dan. Dan. Appreciate Thanks. your call Thanks as always. Have a good one. You too, right. man. If anybody needs help finding things in the Danville Giants, Stan knows where everything is. So we appreciate that. Dennis, you're on the mark. Harry, stand by. Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Right. I was listening to Mr. Jolly. What did he say the name of that movement was? The Forward, Forward America? Forward Party. Forward Party. And he made the statement about 
Uh, he said we have got, we elected a mayor in Newtown, Connecticut, who was, um, you know, part of this movement. But I find it interesting because I grew up in Newtown, Connecticut, oh. same town as the Sandy Hook shooting, and um, the the they don't call them mayors. I know it's uh, semantic, but they call them first selectmen up there. Mm-hmm. And um, Dan Rosenthal, who ran, I think he's in his second or third term is a democrat but right before the election he changed his affiliation with his assistant or lieutenant you know vice select right woman to forward party as, yep. he was already yeah, popular well, and already well getting no close. he changed it to the save america movement right so i don't know if that is the same as the forward party no but it's separate but different and almost the same and, and well, the there's interesting a contradiction thing in is, terms. Separate, different, but almost the same. Well, see, that is David Jolly's chairman of the of the Save America movement, and that's oh. a political party also, but that has zero momentum. But when he got together with Andrew Yang and Christine Todd Whitman and, and many other people who would be recognizable names, they started the Forward Party. But I think the Save America movement is certainly stop momentum. They may still exist, but Forward is just getting going. Yeah. Well, anyway, the reason I was mentioning that is because um, his grandfather was our first selectman when I lived up there. I moved back here in 87. He was, I don't know, 12, 16 years, Mr. Jack Rosenthal. And then his son was first selectman for many years. Now his grandson is the Dan Rosenthal. Hmm. And in between, we had Pat Leodra. She was the one that was um, really a, wow. a distinguished school teacher who was Dennis. You know, yeah. Any hope for a third party in the U.S.? Uh, I don't know. It, it seems like everyone has fizzled out, and it just pulls from others. I think that's the general opinion. I would like to see it, but I I was a registered Democrat when I was eighteen. And then after Jimmy Carter screwed up so bad, I pulled out my and went independent. And that's where I've been ever since. But I, I vote for whoever I think is good, whether it's Democrat or Republican. And like going back to Newtown, Newtown's always been run basically by um, Democrats. And, you know, they've all been respected. They all have done great jobs. There's very little of this, you know, fighting in between parties up there in some of those little towns. So that is the comment I was going to make, you know. Mr. Rosenthal was Democrat up until, you know, this last election. So, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we got more people like him in there, who knows? You know, but I don't have a lot of hope for a third party right now. Well, I'm holding out for the Whigs. Bring the Whigs back. Bring the Whigs back. Yep, I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dennis. Thank Take you care. so much. Appreciate yeah. that. Uh, that takes us to Harry, who's going to be the last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. I uh, uh, I didn't hear the, the first part of the show today, so I can't speak about anything there. But I think the biggest thing with third parties is uh, I, I would love for third party to be viable just because we need choices, uh, not based on who can raise the most money to run. I mean, the last election, what was it? It was like $4 billion were spent running for president or for a job that pays four hundred grand a year. Uh, you know, it just seems like everything's out of whack there. And until the money part is changed, I don't see how a third party can matter. I would like to be a registered independent, but in this state you can't vote in the primaries, and I don't like giving up the chance to, to um, 
vote for that. So it's kind of a that makes it a rough choice. The other thing I'd like to say is um, there's two things that I actually called about, but the one is that I think uh, I was never. I never thought of Gerald Ford as much more than a caretaker of the office of president after the resignation of of Nixon. But I think that today, uh, in 2022, people should look at a decision he made and see if it wouldn't be the basis for a much better way to move along in this country right now. When he decided to give Nixon the pardon because he didn't believe the country needed to become any more divided or to share in the pain of what Nixon had done for Watergate, it wasn't a popular decision. I was only like 16 or 17 years old at the time, and I didn't think it was that great a decision. But as time has gone on, I understood it. It was time to move on with the governing of the country and for the country to progress rather than to live in in uh, and try to atone for something that had already been done. Um, I, I think we should do that now when it comes to the president. When we're talking about President Trump, a year and a half or a year and 19, seven months later, more than we talk about the man who's holding office right now, kind of tells me that something should be, uh, you know, it's time to move forward. And the other thing is um, this great landmark bill, the Inflation Reduction Bill. One of the great, uh, it's, it, it's, it's bull crap anyhow, uh, I'm proud of myself there because I wasn't sure I'd be able to uh, to uh, my remarks. But um, one of the great things about this bill, in quotation marks, was the fact that you would get a tax credit on electric vehicles. According to the Automotive Innovative Association, a uh, group of dealers and, and producers of electric cars, 10% of the cars that are uh, electric vehicles, EVs, would be eligible for this because... One of the guidelines for it is that the batteries must be manufactured in the United States. So 10% of the electric vehicles in this uh, landmark bill would get you a tax credit. The rest would not. So if that's one of the big things on it, how many other things were ill-researched or illy thought out in this? And I think, you know, maybe that's where the third parties would come in the best, where maybe you'd have somebody with half a brain making some decisions. Not going to happen. Wrong wrong town. No, I know that. Yeah, Actually, that should be a requirement that. for running for office. You must have half a brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's... Uh, but I but I do think... I do think that as, as we go along in the middle of August, after the president took over in January of 2021, if he's being talked about less than his predecessor... You know, there's some hard questions that have to be asked. Why and what do we do to get that get that changed? We've got to start moving forward. I am not a big Trump fanatic. I thought he was a better choice than Biden, but then that was like a choosing between death by firing squad or the guillotine. It was, you know, either way wasn't good. <laughs> Probably faster by uh, firing squad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I honestly believe that, uh, you know, over the last couple presidential elections, when your choices have been... Trump or Hillary Clinton or Trump and Joe Biden, it proves that Darwin was wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's what we have become. Um, 
uh, you know, if they're the, if they're the answers, the questions really aren't worth asking. I think I just and, got insulted, but I'm not sure. Well, which part which part of Darwin's theory do you sub- <laughs> are you talking we, we, about? We, well, we got to move on, yeah. Harry. Thank descent, you so much. Descent from yeah, the apes. It was not evolution. Okay. It definitely disproves evolution. Thank you, Harry. <laughs> Thank Thanks you, for Harry. calling in. All right, uh, upper right hand corner. This is from what a woman who was formerly one of the smartest women in the world. Oh, she's changed. Oh yeah, read okay. what she says. You probably will not read this like usual, but you need to read the requirements for anyone to apply for the new job of IRS agent. It's a scream. You must be willing to carry a firearm at all times and willing to use deadly force if necessary. Are you kidding? Right. Honest to be. You can't believe. What is the world coming to? So during an audit, someone doesn't agree with the agent and argues about his findings? Oh, yes. If the agent feels threatened, he will pull out a gun and shoot them? Ah! Once those idiots in the Democratic Party confiscate all our firearms, we will be unable to defend ourselves against not only villains, but against the government. All right. The political brain removal project is underway. Honest to Pete. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Tom, you get a few minutes, and then we have to get our other callers. we got two more waiting, but everybody can get in briefly. Go ahead. Tom. Yeah, I thought I was listening to a MAGA town hall today when I was listening to this show. It was so bad. I try to put the brakes on it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, uh, do these people realize who they're, who they're getting their information from? Mm. Alex Jones was just sued for like $50 million. And that's only one case. There's other cases coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, OAN, OAN is just about off the air. They're not going to last. They're in their deathbed. They're in their deathbed, and besides that, they're being sued by Sport, Smartmatic and Dominion. Fox News is being sued by Smartmatic and Dominion. Newsmax is being sued by by Smartmatic and Dominion. And these places all tried to get out of this. They tried to get it that they couldn't have the cases, and they said the cases will proceed. Well, Giuliani's being sued by Smartmatic and Dominion. MSNBC was sued, I don't know what her name is. So, you know, where you people are getting your news, you better get some different news. How about the because law- these how- are all crackpot places. How about <laughs> the lawsuits against MSNBC that they've had to settle? Which ones? I didn't hear that. Which uh, ones? I don't know which ones they were. The young man from uh, the Catholic high school in... Um, Oh, did he settle that? Yeah, he settled with with it. uh, Had disparaging comments on MSNBC about his confronting the Native American drummer. 
I mean, you could sue anybody, well, Tom. That, you could that, sue anybody. kind of stuff there. I mean, we're talking about serious stuff here. Oh, all right, okay. Tom. We're <laughs> talking about voting and and all this other nonsense. I Tom, mean, anything you, else? You get, you're getting your news from people that are liars. All right, but some folks don't mind I mean, that, Tom. I mean, get some different news. Come on this show with this nonsense. We well, ought to try watching something other than MSNBC oh, come on, once in Joe. a while. Don't be ridiculous. Thank you, Tom. Thank oh, you for your viewpoints. You know I mean? You're 100% correct. These places have so many lawsuits against them that they're, you know. All right, we got to go. Thank you, Tom. I don't know if Thank they're you. even going to do that. I mean, I mean, Fox News is with the two companies that are suing them. It's like $4 billion, not million, billion. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, thank you, thank you for ending this sentence. We appreciate that. Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Listen, there are alternative parties here in Pennsylvania. There's the Green Party and the Libertarian Party. And every election cycle, they put forward candidates. We've had some Libertarians elected who've served office here in the region. I'm, it sticks in my mind that one of the Sealance Grove council members was from the Libertarian Party. Um, so there are alternatives. People simply have to choose to turn away from the uh, current major parties. Why is it so hard to have an alternative party? Well, because the major parties made laws to make it darn near impossible to have a candidate on the ballot unless you belong to their clubs. You mean they rigged the system? I've said this time and time again. I'm shocked to hear this again. (laughs) Not only that, but when these candidates get on the ballot, then the Democrats step up to protest their their, uh, petitions and get them kicked off the ballot. Carl Romanowski comes up to me as one of them um, in in a uh, presidential election, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. Um, The man that came out against Corvettes, they got... Um, he got kicked off the ballot. All so. right, we got to go, Cindy. Thank you, Cindy. We're out yep. of time. Take call care. first thing tomorrow. Chris, call first thing tomorrow to get your words in. Sorry, we ran out of time. I don't I'll know. see you Monday. Right. <laughs> Joe has to start his retirement lengthened weekend right now with a, a, a CPAC luncheon down at Penn's Tavern. Have fun, buddy. And thank you, Chris. This is WK, okay, Sunbury. <laughs>